you're listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there. Um, my name is Sue Nelson, and for the next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking about all things food and drink. And I'm joined by my fellow presenter, Jane Payton. Hello. Now, I know you're one of the UK's leading experts on beer and cider. Um, and in fact, you are a certified beer sommelier and author of numerous books on the subjects. But today, we've got coffee. We have, and I can smell it. It's delicious. The smell in the studio so is amazing. Incredible. I once uh, did a programme when we had some incredibly smelly cheese. That was, it tasted fantastic, but it wasn't a good day in the studio. This <laughs> just smells sublime. Incredible. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and um, we are joined by Luke Underdown of Garage Coffee. Hi, Luke. Hi, And Grant Robinson of Cold Bloke Coffee. So these are our two go-to coffee guys. Um, Jane, do you want to just describe, we've, we've brought a little table in on purpose because there's just definitely not enough room on the, on the studio deck here. Um, just describe what you can see. It's like a alchemist's, I don't know. It is. It's an alchemist's uh, den. It, it yeah. does remind me of being in the chemistry lab at school. We have a large container, which is like an hourglass-shaped figure, which is full of coffee, which is filtering through. Um, it's Creating like a Liebig conde- condenser, actually. An amazing mm. smell. So um, Luke and Grant poured not boiling water, but um, hot water onto freshly ground coffee beans, which were hand ground. And now the water is just filtering through the, the coffee grounds into these. Yeah, so Luke um, uh, grounded, grinded ground grind his <laughs> beans before he got here rushed here with them and uh but uh not grant oh no he had a little hand grinder which he's just gone outside to grind his beans just to make sure that they are literally two minutes couldn't old. be fresher couldn't be fresher and it smells incredible and there are two containers and you can see already from here that they are different colors Yes, you so can I guess actually, is yeah, it yeah. different roast? We're going to learn that, aren't I know. we? All about the different roast. So before we do that, you and I, um, so it's just bubbling through, so I want to get it absolutely right. Um, you and I were just talking about the, the sort of, um, what would we say, the, the, there's a sort of coffee moment, uh, which they just don't seem to understand in restaurants. There's a theatre of it. So we've just been fascinated sitting here watching Luke and Grant. Uh, and it just seems to me that restaurants don't, get that so you'll have this amazing thing around opening a bottle of wine and choosing that and all sorts of things like that but but you know when it comes to the coffee course they're like that they've almost done with you mm. you know oh good we can give them the bill in a minute and they're off again mm. um you know and you just think that coffee moment could be such a great part of the restaurant dining experience i agree it's an experiential thing particularly if it's done at the table mm. where the barista or the, the coffee expert is preparing it i think it's also a missed opportunity for sales because if you yeah. have a tasting menu or a tasting flight of different coffees that then becomes part of the meal and you add value to your meal you add value to your experience it's a great you, way to end absolutely somehow. and it's theater and it is theater you were telling me about this place in paris i have never heard of it because one of the things we have been saying is that is that i do like tea and there's as, as many different types of tea as there are different types of coffee i'm sure um but tea's lost it Really, a bit. Well, I it think. has here, and there's so much potential for tea here as well. I mean, Le, Le Mariage Frère in Paris, they now have them in other countries as well. I think there's one in London, Comte Garden. It's a tea merchant, they also have a tea room. So chic, so Parisian, so gourmet, mm. and a wonderful experience. And 
hundreds, maybe thousands of different types of tea loose and incredible. And you could have a different tea every single day for two or three years and never repeat. So what do you say the chic? Do they just really dress up and make it look incredible? Everything looks incredible. It's beautifully done. The, the staff wear uniforms. They're lovely, beautiful people who really know the tea and really want to share that passion. And well-trained, yeah. Well-trained and take it really seriously, giving you this wonderful experience and helping you choose what you want for your... And if we're going to get people back into the high streets and back into our, you know, local streets and and help retail, which, let's face it, has had a terrible hit, um, it's got to be experiential, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, they've been talking about experiential experiences for several years and it's even more important now, particularly as social media is the way that so many people communicate now Mm. and want to show off what they've been doing and an experience is part of it. And people are going to the pub less and less, but they still want to do social experiential things. And I think coffee, the way that Luke and Grant are doing it and giving us this experience in this theatre and tea as well. Mm. Really, it's got to be done. Yeah, got to be done. So, um, uh, l- uh, let's see, Grant. Let's start with you. So, so yours is bubbling away there. Just explain to me what you're doing. We've described what it looks like, and 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 how do you make the perfect cup of coffee? Obviously, <coughs> Luke's going to give his version in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is just one of various different ways of, of, of brewing coffee. Essentially, we're just using the paper filter to pour water through the grounds to extract the coffee with the flavour of the oils. Um, <clears throat> using a paper filter gives you a really, really clean cup because you're filtering out all of those oils and you don't get any of the fine grinds into the cup. Um, it just gives a, a super clean taste. Because sometimes you can get it's a little bit gritty at the bottom, so you're saying that gets rid of all of that, it's just really clean, and yeah. then you just taste the essence of the bean. Yeah, so you end up with a really sort of almost like a translucent brew. Uh, if you were to use a cafetiere, you're going to get a much stronger brew. You're going to get lots of coffee fines, particles. Yeah. It gives it a body, um, but not as clean a taste, essentially. Yeah. And what beans have you bought for us today? So I bought a few along, and, and Luke and I spoke outside because <clears throat> we didn't know what we were going to each bring. So I've brewed something which is going to be very different to Luke's, which is a natural Ethiopian. So quite funky flavours, quite acidic, tropical um, hints of vanilla in the background. And is it very much like um, chocolate and wine and all sorts of things? It's actually all of these things, can, like, like a grape or a coffee bean or a cocoa bean, will have its own very distinct flavour. So they're not all homogenous. They're, 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 they can be very different depending where you get them from. Yeah. And even two coffees from the same farm grown in different different areas of the farm, different altitudes, different species, different varieties are going to be completely different. Um, um, why can't we grow coffee in the UK? Is, is, is it... It's just... Altitude, altitude primarily. Okay. Yeah. And and it basically grows within the, the belt of the tropics. So you need that tropical... Um, it's got to be hot. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. So so you've got something from um, Ethiopia. Um, and, and Luke from Garage Coffee, what have, what have you got? What have you bought us? So um, something very different to what to, uh, was Grant brought. So I brought our house blend. Uh, it's a Mexican and Colombian mix. So we've got oh. some really nice kind of milk, chocolatey, hazelnutty notes. So it's the kind of it's the kind of coffee, it's those kind of classic coffee flavours. Um, that's our kind of bread and butter of what we do. 
and and it'll be a quite nice contrast actually to to the coffee grants brought yeah. because we've got those say chocolatey flavours compared with those tropical funky notes in the natural. So mm, yeah, quite looking forward to this. Yes, definitely. Mm. How does the amount of roasting of the beans affect the flavours and the aromas? Do, do you both roast your own beans? Yeah, yeah. So you get the beans over as as green as yeah. green beans. Oh, so you both roast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, the more. Um, you roast coffee is a bit like anything else. The more you roast it, the darker it goes, and eventually it gets burnt. Um, and the the style of, of coffee that both both Grant and I have is uh, we're speciality roasters. So we're roasting to a kind of light medium profile. So we're never roasting coffee too dark. So if you've ever been into a um, a chain which I won't name or somewhere like that, and you see the beans in the hopper and they're really shiny. Um, that's is that a, Starbucks? Yeah, I want to say Starbucks. Excellent. But, uh, <laughs> We're up is. for naming them. We're fine with that. Uh, and uh, you're, you look in their hoppers and their beans, and you can almost see your reflection in them. They're so shiny, and that's because they've been roasted for a long period of time, and all the oils have come to the surface. Whereas the style of roasting we do is that lighter to medium. So the the coffee looks a bit more flat, but it's more of a kind of nice brown colour uh, and what you get then is you get those kind of more intricate notes and where, where Grant's talking about tropical flavours particularly in some of those kind of Ethiopian coffees you'll have that lighter um, roast profile and you'll get some really interesting flavours. So you want to go to Starbucks which I try not to do because I really don't like them at all although I have to see the t- at least the tables are clean now because of Covid where they didn't <laughs> used to be um, um, I just find it too bitter is that because of the roasting or because of the type of bean that they have it's exactly that I mean the, the way they're roasting they're roasting their coffee so it's a very dark colour right. uh, and so if you go in a Starbucks wherever it is in the in the country or the world the coffee will taste about the same which isn't very good. And that's kind of, they want that kind of level playing field where mm-hmm. they go. Whereas the, the style of coffee we've got here and, and that we specialise in, it's always different. We're buying seasonal coffee and, and there's you know, different flavours from all over the world. You know, we, we, I like it when people come into our shop and they can have different experiences whenever they come in. Um, and that's that's the exciting thing about coffee. So if you are from Starbucks legal department, please do contact me <laughs> on hello at foodtalk.co.uk. Um, so um, uh, the thing with coffee is I don't like it when it's really bitter. And yet there are some amazing flavours that you, you can get. So I'm very um, keen to try these. Are you a bit of an expert on coffee? No, no I'm I mean, not. I'd like to know taste. more. Yeah, yeah. I love the taste yeah. of coffee and the aromas of it as well. And the story of coffee and the way that you're describing it, Luke and Grant. So I'm very much looking forward to yeah. learning more, actually. And, and just tell me quickly before we start about the caffeine content. So does caffeine content change depending on how much you roast it? Or is, is, is that inherent in the bean itself? Yeah, so uh, the lighter roasted coffee will tend to have more caffeine in it. Um, and coffee brewed in this way is often quite caffeinated as well. And something like cafetiere, as you described, is often really caffeinated. Essentially, the longer the time the water's in contact with the beans, the more caffeine's going into the water. And so, that's where... so, Grant, you're going to blow our head off or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be fine. It'd we'll be fine. Okay, so do you want to um, do you want to take off your headphones yeah. and trip over? Um, and we're going to describe what you're going to do. Should we have um, a coffee side by side to uh, taste them? Yes, uh, compare them, if, if you wouldn't mind, that would be great. Um, so, uh, and presumably we just would have these black, presumably so that you can really taste. Um, is that right, guys? We just serve it black? Yeah. Yeah, so that you Absolutely. can actually taste it. Is it sacrilege to put milk in coffee? 
Oh um, dear, look at his face. He wasn't <laughs> happy with that. There was also an intake of breath it was, there as yeah, well. Yeah, there was a big sigh there. It, it was trying um, to find the words that were polite yeah, to respond the thing, to you. The thing is, when you're tasting coffee in this way, like you wouldn't want to put milk in it because you're going to alter the flavours. Sure. Whatever. Um, but we know, you know, in our shops, we have a lot of people who drink flat whites, lattes, etc. And, and you can't make those without milk. So... No, but yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and what about sugar? Uh, same, same kind of thing. So again, you're altering the profile of, of the coffee. So we work hard to create a flavour with our coffee. Um, and then you'll... Anything you add into it, sugar or, just, or some people yeah. use syrups and stuff. Unbalances it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so your first off grant, uh, this is Cold Blow Coffee, and this is the Ethiopian one. It's funny because Ethiopian coffee is particularly naturally processed coffees have a quite distinct flavour profile. It's not to everyone's taste, which is kind of why I brought it in as a bit of a curveball. Um, I don't know, it's, it, it, we'll wait and see. Okay. It's, it's quite a distinctive, even the smell. Very, it's distinctive. distinctive. I think most coffee professionals really love Ethiopian coffee. Okay, Jane, do you want to um, yeah. be first kick off? Um, can, so I, can you pass me one as well? Yes. Thank you've, you. you've mentioned the word natural a couple of times. Could you just explain what you mean by that, please? So it's just the the way that the bean is processed. So if you just move around, so you know, you're, you're doing your coffee making there. If you just, if you mind, just putting your headphones, you'd probably be able to hear us better. Mmm. Now that is clean. Oh. What do you think? Well, I'm just sniffing it. Now, you see, if I'm really honest, I've never had... I don't often have black coffee. I don't really taste... I, didn't, I don't know. I do. I Whereas always have black this coffee. this is really tasty. It's got a vegetal oh. note to it. I don't yeah, mean Luke, do to be rude by something? that, because yeah, that sounds a little bit rude, vegetal, but... Um, what do you mean by that? Sometimes I think you need to expand your vocabulary, Joan. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> it was herbaceous last week. <laughs> Now what? it's what? digital. I'm going through the, the alphabet. <laughs> Do you mean slightly mushroomy or something? Or no, and I suppose Parsnips. vegetal vegetables. But <laughs> it sort of covers every vegetable. Right. Vegetal, vegetal. Are you getting any any fruity notes there? Ber yeah, I am. I would say I'd say you get a slight berry taste. Yeah, berry and a bit of. bit of tobacco actually as well <laughs> oh yes i get that yeah yeah i do get a tiny bit of that and um luke yes. have you got a taste i've have never you tasted a, a coffee taste. like that before you, do you mind just pouring luke one there that's great i don't think i've ever had coffee like that before no why that's a good <laughs> you're frowning so much I know, I'm, just trying, I'm trying to get the, the flavor you know it's like when um I mean, alcohol's my profession, but it's like when you're trying to describe, give a taste. I'm just an amateur when it comes to alcohol. But a very well-practised one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's like when you're trying to give a tasting note, it's like, oh, what is that? Taste, and then yeah. somebody else says it and, and go, you that's it. it yeah. I'm at that point with that coffee Luke, there. what do you, you're, you're practised in this. So, what? yeah, so, I mean, you've, it's exactly as Grant said, you've got those real juicy, it's that tropicalness to it. Yeah, um, tropical. It is slightly oily. Yeah. I mean, um, natural coffees are amazing. I always think natural coffees are a really good kind of gateway coffee for people getting into speciality because it's very different to what you would normally try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because you try this coffee and you're like, oh, that's that's very different. And these are the kind of coffees that would really be sacrilege to put milk in because it would change Yeah, completely. I can see that. Um, and you probably add milk or, or sugar to this and it'd just kill it completely. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, th these kind of these are the ones that I know roasters get excited about. And what temperature <clears throat> would you serve this at if you if you wanted to at, if you buy some of these from 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 you guys and yep. then you really want to send it, you know, um, prepare it at its optimum best? Yeah, now, I mean the way that, that? We've, the way that we've prepared these today, you want the water just off the boil, really. Right. If you leave it to cool too much, you're not going to extract flavours enough. But you don't want it absolutely boiling because then you can. Yeah, you can. There's, yeah, I think by the time you know in an open vessel like this with the paper filter by the time the water pours in it, it's, you know, it's going right. to start to cool in instantly anyway okay can you um can you pour us some of um might have to um some of the uh garage coffee yeah. can you do that here we are we uh, me and jane we have our favorite spittoon i wonder here. what you would <laughs> we don't like the word we need to another oh, we'll think of a, a name we for need our, another um, word so give that a quick show. quick thing in there while we while we have a little yeah what do we need, we need to call it oh, right so i've got to think of a word for english sparkling wine from one of our previous shows last, don't week. We? last yeah. week and now this I don't like that word at all. It's horrible. Isn't also, it? we're not spitting. We're just throwing true. stuff out. Thank you. Thank you. Now, that, that colour. Slops is a horrible word. Slop isn't it? Slop bucket. No. Oh, now that. Oh, yeah, the aroma. That smells completely different. Completely different. And this is something that you've blended yourself, Mexican mm. and... Yeah, so two um, two coffees, Mexican uh, and Colombian, both of both farms we've worked with for quite a, a long time now. Um, and this is the reason uh, roasters blend coffee is because they want to create a particular flavour. And, and actually, usually that's to work with milk. So this is our house espresso blend, and this is what we'll turn into flat whites, lattes, etc. Um, and what this has is it's got the body, it's got that kind of chocolatey flavour. So when you add something like milk to this or sugar, those flavours really carry through. Right. Um, the roast is a little bit longer than um, the, the coffee previously. Uh, and you can see that in the kind of slightly darker colour of the, of the coffee as well. Um, it, it's completely different to the, to the first one, the um, Ethiopian. But because it's not punching you in the face, you actually get more flavours from it because it's more subtle. Mm, it's Both, by the way, compared to like a really high roasted, really... Coffee, 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 that's just coffee, if that makes any sense. That's got layers of flavour and, and subtlety to it as well. You have to think about this a lot, which is good. Mm. I like that. And I like it's, thinking. It's, again, it's the same with, um, with grants. You have to think about that. And that's mm. why you're, I mean, I'm teasing you, but that's why you're struggling mm. thinking about what words to use to describe it. Because, God, there's so much going on, mm. <laughs> which is great, isn't it? Mm. Not what I expected at all. <laughs> really not what I expected. Now, I want to explore coffee more because I'm not an expert in coffee at all. So get, I want to go to... Get on it. I'm going to go away. I'm going to come it. to your coffee it. shops and say, mm. should we do a tasting yeah. flight? Yeah. We do. I'd like to learn more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, every week at our roastery, we'll, we'll cup our coffees, which is basically a, a tasting process. So we'll, we'll lay out all the coffees we've roasted that week, pour water on them, slurp from the bowl, essentially, and that's where we're picking out these flavours. Uh, there's a lovely coffee flavour world that you can look up, which has all the wonderful flavours that are in coffee, or apparently in coffee, but I think there's probably more... Um, so yeah, great. If you can go to a, pup, a, cup, a cupping of some sort, then I recommend it. So you have your own roastery um, in, in a, a little tiny place called Hoth outside Canterbury. Yes. And, and you've got yours as well, haven't you? Yes. You've got your own in a little industrial unit. That's I don't right. know, it's in the middle of the country somewhere, way out. Just, just, <laughs> just out the road, mm. actually, yeah. Um, so just what, what is a roastery? What does it look like when you go in? Uh, I mean, they, they all, look, all look different, really, but most of them, or pretty much all of them, will have a, a roaster, a roasting machine which is usually a, a 
basically a drum over a flame uh, and the drum will turn the coffee until it's roasted and then you get it out and cool it down and then there'll be benches and boxes and uh, packing equipment and all sorts and depending on the size of the roastery the more kit there'll be. So so what you will do, your your expertise is to get all these different beans from, from around the world really mm-hmm. um, and then try and work out what those flavours are and just like a master brewer or, or, or winemaker you'll you'll then work out the best combination to, to to get your signature or your your different varieties that you would then sell in your shops yeah absolutely and, and coffee is a is a crop it's a seasonal produce and so we're getting different flavors every month of the year really and that's what i always find so exciting is that there's so like you never really know what you're going to get i mean you can kind of have an idea if you're buying from somewhere like kenya or ethiopia and you think oh, i like those flavors but year on year the crops can be very different as well mm. um and you know there's also emerging countries coming through exporting coffee for the first time um and that's also exciting because yeah. it's that that process but importantly buying from places which are investing back into the communities it's coming from and making sure they're being paid the fair amount for their coffee trained in the right way to grow sustainable crops and then the impact for us is great because we get a really good coffee. So Grant, does that mean that f- through business expenses you can just travel around the world going and trying to look at coffee beans? That's the plan. <laughs> That's the plan, yeah. You have to go and visit these places? Do you, do you actually go? I think, Luke, you've been out to Colombia, haven't you? Yeah, so mm. um, my wife and I went out to Colombia beginning of um, 2020. Um, just before COVID and uh, yeah we went to one of the farms that's in this blend uh, in Colombia in the Antioquia region and literally saw some of the farms we've been working with for the, for the few years and incredible experience and I think that really pays into what we do and seeing the actual process that goes into it you know one one tree will probably grow enough coffee for one cup of coffee so the amount really? of yeah wow. exactly so uh, and every bean uh, every cherry is picked by hand in somewhere like Colombia. So the altitudes they're working at, the kind of crazy cliff edges they're working on, um, there's a lot that goes in to making a cup of coffee. And as day-to-day consumers, particularly in this country, we have very little awareness oh of that. Mm. Um, and, you know, we, me and Grant were kind of working in this industry. We know a lot about what's going on, but actually good coffee is so little in this country and it's so underrepresented. And by buying speciality coffee, you're helping, well, you're drinking good coffee, but you're also helping helping these communities. These communities yeah. Grant, you, you actually started as an arborist, which I think is something to do with trees. It is I mean, I don't know, because I come from London, but yeah. um, um, no, but I think it's something to do with trees. So, and, and, and actually, I thought that was a bit odd, but actually that's quite a natural, uh, you know, sort of path yeah, for you to understand that and then move move into this. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I've done a few switches through my working career. I started in London and and switched out after five years in the city to to climb trees, which I did for 15 years. Um, And, yeah, I think just the aches and pains started to take their toll. So I was looking to to find something a little bit safer and and with a bit more longevity. And sexier. It's a bit of a sexy world, isn't it, coffee, don't you think? Definitely. All those, coffee. And all those words and terms you use. I know. Can we talk cherry for And all that magic that you go. I, I can imagine it's a bit of a turn-on with the... Yeah. Don't you think? I'm turned on. Oh, yeah. I'd like to talk cherries, please. You mentioned cherry earlier. Is coffee, is it a fruit? So you're talking about the cherry. So the bean is the 
Exactly. It's the pip of the fruit. Exactly. So there's two two beans in one cherry. Okay. Uh, usually, unless you have a pea berry, which has got one one bean in it. And that's where you get that sort of flat side because that's one half. Oh, exactly. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Um, and do they pick the cherries so that they're ripe like a fruit, literally like a fruit? Yeah. So they they green and then they go red and when they're red they're ripe that's when they're picked um, and after that they're processed they're either left to ferment and you get an, a natural coffee or they're washed that cherry off and then you have a washed coffee um, that's a massive summary of, the whole of course process. I know it's much more complicated so you would actually get the beans before they're roasted then they'll, they'll literally be the inside of the cherry and that that would be what you would get into your roasteries exactly so we get green green coffee it's a hard dry green coffee bean looks like a coffee bean and we will roast it for a period of like 12 to 15 minutes and at which point it pops it expands goes brown um doubles in size and then you have a nice and then you've got it coffee. wow now i know grant that you originally began with a mobile espresso van on hyde beach i, I did, live on yeah. i live in hyde do you i'm always going along there yeah. Because I, for Christmas, because my children thought it was very funny, they bought me a little motorised scooter. So I go up and down a motorised scooter running people over. I know it's illegal. But um, uh, it's a really great place, isn't it? So you've got the beach, people are going out for walks and whatever. Yeah. And that's where you started. Yeah. I mean, there's quite a few trailers down there now. Yeah, there is now. When I started, it was just me. Were um, you outside Hyde Imperial Hotel? Pretty much, yeah. Well, they, where the well, kite surfers go. Yeah. Did they get cross with you being out there? Because you obviously took all their business, I would think. No, I, 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 it was so well received. I had a lovely little bright orange three-wheel Piaggio Ape, hmm. which just makes people smile anyway. So, yeah. um, And I used to have to drive it about three miles with a table and umbrella on the roof strapped down. <laughs> and do that, yeah, excellent. So do you now, do you have any outlets as such or do you just do the thing? Because I know, I know obviously in terms of, of Luke, he's got three, yeah. you know, coffee shops as well. Well, before I, I've only been roasting now for about four and a half years. Um, I've had a coffee shop in Tenterden called the Nutmeg, oh, yeah. Nutmeg Deli. Um, we sell cheese as, as well um, for about 10 years. So I used someone else's coffee prior prior to me starting to roast. And that was really the, the idea of, of starting to roast was initially just to provide for my own shop. I'd been roasting at home for a year or so and, and then just it became all consumed. Started happening, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we, we primarily just started supplying coffee wholesale, um, and that built up really, really quickly. Yeah. And then fortuitously, we just before lockdown happened, we got our website up and running for online sales. That's a good timing. And it literally, just <laughs> took off. Well, that's great. That's great. You know. So so we're just coming towards the end of the program. It's happened far too quickly yeah. again, Jane. Um, uh, so final question, um, starting with you, Grant. Any trends that you would like to predict in terms of coffee, the coffee moment, or or coffee beans that you see being yeah, in the future? Um, yeah, I mean, Luke mentioned that there's some some new origins coming on board that are creating some speciality grade coffees so i think that's going to be something interesting in the future it's a shame we haven't got time to talk about it but it, the whole restaurant experience thing for me at the end of a meal it's yeah come on guys restaurant owners listening we, we supply you're um, missing tillingham vineyard as a wholesale customer yeah. and they just do pour over coffee yeah and it's so well received yeah Anybody out there that owns the restaurant, you are massively missing a trick if you're not doing this. Uh, And also price premium. 
Yeah. yeah, and you don't need expensive coffee machines and no. training baristas and you know. So you're predicting the coffee moment, the coffee I ritual. I think pour over coffee. May there's well more and more of a, a, a mm. desire for for filter style coffee, pour over coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I think that hopefully that's the way it's gone in, in other countries that are a bit more advanced in their coffee scene. Sure. Luke, any predictions from you? Um, I think for us it's it's all going to be still about that sense of community, working with the origins, making sure farmers are looked after. They, you know, likewise, as everyone else has, have been through a really tough time over the last 18 months, so making sure that's that's good. And also building on that sense of community. So- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, brilliant. Well, thank you so much um, for coming along. And that's Luke Underdown of Garage Coffee and Grant Robinson of Cold Blow Coffee. Um, thank you for listening to the Food Talk Show. Um, Jane, I, I'm just going to make a little resolution that I'm going to seek out better coffee, I think, and stop putting milk in it. I agree. I, I always drink black coffee anyway, but I want to seek out different yeah. origins, as you describe it, different countries, and learn how they differ from each other. Yeah. And thank you to our partners, the lovely people at Produced in Kent. Um, if you if you want to recommend any future guests, um, someone doing something groundbreaking in the food sector, please get in touch with our producer, Simon, by emailing him on hello at foodtalk.co.uk. Uh, meanwhile, have a very good week. Bye-bye.